All right. Hi, everyone. We're back with Women Worship Podcast with Lee and Bethany. How's it going? How's it going? And today we have a very special guest with us, an incredible pastor, an incredible friend, our very own worship pastor, John Larson, Church of the Highlands. Good to be here. We're so excited for you to be here with us. You bring such a value to our team, and I personally have learned a lot from you. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm, I'm super, super pumped. Yes. Same. I ditto. Ditto. I feel like I keep going, but it could get really uncomfortable. So we love you. We're so glad you're here. Hey, we just love Thanks him so much. We, we love him so much. And yep. from a, a personal standpoint, uh, for me, coming from, you know, being raised in a very healthy culture with my parents, but also then going to a very unhealthy culture in a in a ministry opportunity that I had years before coming to Highlands. It's special for you to be on the podcast just for me because I've learned and been restored here at Highlands through your a direct because of your leadership. Well, thanks, Lee. And so, you, let me just say too, just Lee and Bethany, um, you know, for all the people on this podcast, it's the amazing leadership that they provide for our team day in and day out. I don't know how we would do it um, without without you guys. And so it's just amazing to, to be here with you today. Hey, for it's, sure. it's really Thank fun you. to be here. So we want to know, as women want to know, a little bit about, we just want to know details. Tell us, about yeah. Tell us a little totally. bit about yourself. So a little how, bit about like, myself. How long have you been in ministry? John. Are you yeah. married? Like, how many of those children do you have? <laughs> Children's. Children's. Um, well, a little known fact really about me is that I'm not from Birmingham, Alabama originally. I'm actually from uh, Southern California. So uh, I have gradually moved east over my life. I um, was born in L.A. and uh, But then when we, my family moved to Colorado Springs in the early 90s, and that's actually where I met Pastor Chris, our senior pastor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he was the youth pastor at the time, and I was a, 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 a 10-year-old kid that would sneak into the high school group. Um, I was always kind of a, a big kid, and so I passed for a high schooler way before I was in high school. And uh, but, anyways, that's kind of the connection to Church of the Highlands. So, um, I we we I moved here in 2001 as an intern, actually with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my lovely wife Debbie. <laughs> we and love we, Debbie. Uh, yeah, yes. Debbie's awesome. And uh, we were interns here for a year. Ended up moving back to Colorado for about another year, and then came back on staff. Um, Debbie and I got married in April of 2003 and came back on staff here in June of 2003. So just over 15 years on staff, but um, kind of like a little over 16 years total just between all the different, you know, seasons of life that that was. So it's been amazing to be a part of Church of the Highlands and just to see the growth of the church, um, to see how our team has grown. Um, it's been fantastic. We, uh, we have four, it's funny cause I'm, you know, not from the South originally, but I have four genuine Southern kids. <laughs> and what I mean is that they add syllables to all of their words. Yes. They, um, you're saying they're like me cause we, <laughs> we did it. Yeah. They, we did. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's funny. Debbie and I, for the first like year of our oldest Garrett's life, we, or actually not year, the first year he was talking, I should say, we always kept trying to like correct his little Southern, <laughs> and then we just totally gave up. And and now I say y'all with the best, with the best of them. So, you never know. Um, you say, and it sounds good. Thank it you. Is. Yeah, I've it really is. tried to, to be grafted in. So we have four kids. Uh, our oldest, Garrett, is 13. Selah, uh, our daughter, is 12. Josiah is 10. And then Mackenzie, our youngest daughter, is 9. So we have a busy... We have a busy household, and uh, all my kids just 
love being at church. Um, they're kind of like little mini me's. They all want to be at church all the time, which which mm-hmm. is uh, which is really great. That's so, awesome. Yeah, which is our hope for our children. Yeah, that's, <coughs> that's right. right. And while you're great, we really love Debbie. Yeah, she <laughs> she <laughs> honestly. Shout out to Debbie. I don't know if I'd be here. Like seriously, you would. I, I'm, I'm real <laughs> talk. I don't know if I would be in the position that I'm in uh, without her because she's actually been. Um, the kind of the, the steady rock for me, you mm-hmm. know, I think a lot of times this is kind of off topic, but the creative, you know, artistic mind is yeah. really up and down. Right. And, um, and so you're, you're even, you're either having the best day of your life or you're kind of yeah. having the worst day. <laughs> and so what's great about Debbie is that she's really been that, um, that rocks. So she's been like the cheerleader in the good days. And then she's also been, um, the person that's like, well, you better get right back out there and, right. yeah. you know, make it happen today. In and the bad and even your leadership with your team. Yep. I mean, Debbie has been a part of yep. even that. So yep. Debbie's led us yeah. <laughs> through you. We, we, uh, Debbie and I, we, we have a good time because most people assume that because I lead worship, mm-hmm. because I'm a musician and a vocalist that Debbie is. And, um, and so, <laughs> and so she's, it's really funny because they'll ask her that question and she's like, you know, I'm just married to him. This doesn't mean I have to sing, you know, <laughs> so she's, she's the best. And, uh, isn't it funny how people only do that in ministry too? Like they, my dad was a car dealer, but right. nobody ever, yeah. is your mom a car dealer too? Was a car dealer. <laughs> it's really just in ministry. If it's, one's in it, then they both are. That's right. And yeah. for Patrick, they're that's like, right. your husband, like, no, yeah. he's a firefighter. No, right. he doesn't know. Yeah. So, Anyways. so, but for real, she has, she has been the, um, the, you know, just a, a, a solid rock for me. Mm-hmm. And so she's amazing. And, um, and we're, uh, we're just looking forward to what the Lord has to, to, to do through us, yep. you know, in the future. I Many more years of yeah. greatness. That's right. That's awesome. I'm super excited about that. I love Debbie. Yes. So bring Debbie on one of these. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie for president. Okay. <laughs> take the turn. Cause we, we wanted to sit down and talk with you a little bit on a topic related and wherever it goes, it goes because, you know, that's how we usually flow, just however it, it all comes out. But humility mm-hmm. and how that is exemplified in our leadership and our mentorship and our worship leadership um, for you in particular as, you know, from the top down from where we sit and following your leadership. How how do you flesh that out, really, if we just start from the from the ground up, maybe build a foundation about yeah. what humility is and how that's exercised because being on a platform, we talk about that a lot here um, within our own staff of being on that platform. A lot of people can see you and maybe sometimes you unintentionally see yourself in a way that humility has got to kind of pull back, yeah. you know? So, yeah, totally. Well, I think that, I think a statement that has, that has, um, has helped me from the very beginning mm-hmm. is a statement that I actually never met this man, but our senior pastor, Pastor Chris Hodges, his pastor growing up, uh, brother Roy Stockstill. That was back in the day when you said brother, brother. instead Love of pastor. <clears throat> and so he was the, the founding pastor of Bethany church in Baton Rouge and uh, an incredible man. Um, again, I didn't get a chance to meet him personally, but really, I mean, our church is part of the, mm-hmm. this man's legacy. One of the statements that he has said, he's been known for saying, and has been passed down by our pastor, Chris, and then and then I like to say as much as I possibly can, too. And I think it sets the whole tone for the, the topic of, of how we should be as worship leaders and, and the humility that we need to express. He said that a man or a woman... Yeah on his or her face can never fall from that position. That's good. And I just like that. It's just a simple way of saying it, yeah. that, that if we are 
if we are face down, you know, Matt Redman's, mm-hmm. you know, known for for coining that term, face down. It's a good record. That really, that really, that is going to be. Um, <laughs> you're always going to be successful there. Yeah. And uh, and that that means prayer. I mean, uh, part of that dynamic is is how are we really pursuing the Lord? You know, I think sometimes we spend so much time focused on singing the song or, you know, the harmonies or the, you know, we get so caught up in the artistry or the craft of what we're doing that we actually forget the the spiritual dynamic that goes on behind worship. And I think if we were to actually be able to, um, you, you know, have our spiritual eyes opened to see what's going on in the spiritual realm mm-hmm. during worship, right. I think we would all fall flat on yeah. our faces anyways. I don't think we would have any problem mm-hmm. with being face down. You know, right. you, you read the stories in the book of Daniel where, you know, Daniel's doing this, he's praying and he's fasting. And, you know, there's this spiritual dynamic going on that, that he can't even see, right. but it's going on. And I think if we were to actually, if we were actually to have that glimpse, I think we would all, you know, it'd be like automatic. Right. Humility. Isaiah is yeah. the perfect example. Mm-hmm. So his eyes were opened, mm-hmm. and he his first words were, "Whoa, yeah, you know, I can't handle this. I'm a man of unclean lips amongst the people of unclean mm-hmm. lips." And so, so anyways, I love that idea of just being being face down and and living your life. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of talent you have, doesn't matter what kind of style you have, mm-hmm. um, what your story is. What background do you come from? Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you're if you're from the the real liturgical, you know, high church, perf, you know, perf, sure. high performance, um, focus on tradition, or if you're from the the crazy charismatic church that I grew up in, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. It doesn't matter. The fact is, is that that we have when we worship, there is spiritual warfare going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we have to be aware of the prayer dynamic. We have to be aware of how close we are to the Lord. Um, that's what goes into, I think, the whole issue of humility. I kind mm-hmm. of rabbit trailed a little bit on that. No, but, but you're so right. You're so right. I mean, a lot of times we negate. We're talking about this before we got started. A lot of times we take the word humility and put it in a human term and almost look at it as like, I'm going to, you know, not receive that compliment or if I can exercise X, Y, and Z, therefore I'm humble. When in fact, really it's a, it's a position of our heart. That's right. And that's where it begins. And I think, by the way, I I think those who are truly humble can, should receive compliments. Yes. Mm -hmm. They should receive and because if your heart's in the right spot, if, mm-hmm. if your motives, like going back to that whole, like the Isaiah, like his motives were set straight, you mm-hmm. know? He's like, here I am, Lord, send me, right? right? So it, I'll, I'll go, right? Yeah. So if your motives are in the right spot, I think I think it's easy for somebody to come say, hey, John, you did a great job leading worship today. Yes. And I, if my motives are in the right spot, so if I'm doing this all for the Lord, I can say, hey, thanks. Yeah. And I, you know, because somebody's really trying to, thank me for doing mm-hmm. something. So I think it's it's interesting because humility um, is something that, just like you said, Bethany, that we can actually place our own picture. We can we can shape it up in a way that, that we think this is what humility should look like. Sure. And really, honestly, the only person who's going to know um, if you're truly humble is yourself yeah. Yeah. and the Lord. Because the right. Lord is the only person that can see your heart. Mic drop. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but it's 
so true. But and I think it's a great topic of conversation, just because I think the more that we begin to talk, and even you know reveal to our own selves and decide for our own selves what our our thoughts and our processes are mentally and spiritually on the subject of humility, then a lot of this just becomes really clear at the areas of weakness and strength and where we need to invest a little bit more time in developing a humble spirit. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think a good sign, um, you know, I think there are some external factors uh, or external signs of the internal environment of our hearts is when we have those great days, Mm -hmm. we don't get as high emotionally and when we have those yeah, bad really days good. we don't get as you know the, the, mm-hmm. in other words the the range of you know and that's honestly going back to talking about my awesome wife Debbie I mean that's really one of the some of the things that she's even helped me with right is you know, it's really not that bad you know <laughs> or it's actually not that great <laughs> you know and that actually when you actually have that that understanding on the inside you know, there, that's a that's an external sign of okay. There's there's a good heart, yeah. You know, landscape on the inside of me right. that, <laughs> you know, that I'm not taking myself that seriously. Right. And so I've had lots of um, you know, there, there's been lots of opportunity for me to work out my humility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> there's something about leading worship in front of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That you know everybody sees. And honestly, when I first started leading worship, there were no high def screens. There were no, you know, I was there. Was super expensive cameras, mm-hmm. and now everything's like in high def. So you, you know, and and it's archived on the internet forever. You know, it's kind of we can never run from our mistakes now. That's right. We catch up with so. us. We can bury them at one point, and yeah. now they are for the world. Right. So yeah, it brings in a whole different thing. Well, you know, we we here at Highlands have um, Highlands College where we are training and developing a lot of you know, yep. younger the next generation younger students and they have asked that question before because some of them you know we we give those opportunities away to where they are seen and they they people do come up and go oh my god you know you're just doing an amazing job and so they have asked me how how do you handle that Mm -hmm. so how do you handle that so what would you say well I don't don't know if it's how I handle it maybe it's maybe it's the expectation I have of our team let me let me talk from that Mm -hmm. standpoint just being the leader of Highlands worship is that I I kind of expect our team I don't know if that's too hard of a word but I expect our team to treat every platform regardless of its size exactly the same so if they are um, if they are in charge of uh, let's take it from a, a development point of view if they are in charge of teaching the altos their part on a specific song for the Easter special or they are the soloist for that song out in front of 50,000 people at Church of the Highlands Mm -hmm. for Easter Mm -hmm. I expect them to to treat it with the same level of um, energy the same level of uh, proficiency and um, and to give it the, the same level of effort and so when we really have you know if you if we can adopt that mindset that hey God, I'm so thankful that I'm here right now that I don't care if I'm scrubbing the floor. Right. That I'm doing this for you, and this is going to be amazing, and there's going to be people walking across this scrubbed floor, and they're going to experience Jesus. And yeah. so it's kind of, that's an old school, you know, way of thinking, but honestly, it is the it is the key to 
more responsibility to more yes. to, to what the world would see as higher levels of influence and you know and and ministry and i'm convinced that we're going to get to heaven and there's going to be we're you know and i'm talking about myself because i'm out in front of a lot of people and i'm going to be and this may not be even a theologically correct way of thinking about it but i but i kind of am convinced that there's going to be this crowd of people you know and there's going to be people that nobody has ever noticed before right up just mm -hmm. just being celebrated oh, and awesome. all the people who have been up in front of people are going to be kind of out there mm -hmm. applauding them mm -hmm. and kind of overwhelmed by what they actually did right. the the eternal impact that right. that we did and it's just a reversal i mean it's literally the opposite of the way the world thinks right. about it yeah and I so, love that, though, because what you're saying, like I'm hearing, especially when we were talking about the highs and lows a minute ago, it's almost if we can keep that mentality about what we're doing across whatever we're doing, then it right. really evens out that high and low of everything yes. we're doing because it allows you to have a lot more. I mean, you're a little bit more clear, a little bit more of a linear thought of, hey, the goal is just to do this well for the glory of the Lord, whatever that looks like. Right. So That's then right. you're not worried about position and placement. You're just worried about the posture yeah. of coming out of humility and where you're at. Yeah, and so with Highlands College, I love seeing how they react to the small stages. Because mm -hmm. actually, I mean, that's that's where I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And that, that same thing with our teams. You know, I'm looking for, uh, you know, our staff and our, our, our volunteer dream team. You know, is how are they treating the small the small environments because mm -hmm. that actually it's just it's it's honestly it's the biblical principle of it all absolutely you know, faithful in the small things yeah trust for trustworthy for the big things yeah so. that's good totally yes well i'd like to take another little turn here and talk about uh you talked about some bad experiences yeah <laughs> no so you have a lot of funny stories <laughs> that have uh, um, taught you humility. You know that you've had to walk out humility in those yes. in those situations. Right. So I'd love for you to share one of those stories with with our It's hard audience. to just pick one story, so I might I have to I might have to say two really quick. Okay, that's okay. I'll, yes, go for it. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, one of the things that's just in this in this line of ministry, like we were talking about earlier, you're just out in front of everybody. And so when, you know, when you, you trip up, you just, it's you big, just trip. it's just big, you know, um, which is probably why I like the, uh, like I can go on YouTube and watch those fail videos in anything. <laughs> and it's just hilarious to me because I, you know, I've experienced that one, one story that comes to mind that, that I'll just never forget. There's one story that was like, there was a lot of meaning and learning from, and there's another one that's like truly the most embarrassing moment of my life. So <laughs> the, the, the learning one is very quickly, early on in our church, we were set up and tear down. We, we actually were a portable church for six, almost seven years of our church. One Sunday early on had a really bad setup day. I think the trailer, you know, popped a tire or something like that. Anyways, we only had like a 10 minute sound check. We hadn't really done any rehearsal that week. Um, back then we did a five song worship set. We did a full half an hour worship set. Um, we would do a song, and then Pastor Chris would come up and welcome, you know, uh, everybody. And then we would do another four songs after mm -hmm. that, okay? So it was long. Um, so anyways, I already kind of had bad feelings about the day because of just <laughs> the way sound check had gone. Highs and lows. Highs and lows, right. <laughs> and so we, we, we thought, we loved this song, uh, it's an amazing Chris Tomlin song called Indescribable. And uh, for, you know, I'm, I'm finding now that there's a lot of people that, 
don't remember that song because <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a minute since we've done it, but it was a great song. Very complex, six to eight time. Uh, lots of multiple syllable words, which is very important because when you mix a word like indescribable and uncontainable, you get words that are probably theologically incorrect and not even in the English language. So there's your cue right there. Anyways, we get we start doing it, you know, and we just from the very top, it's just a it's a nightmare. I mean, it is like the train crash of all train crashes. It's just we can't get it together. We stumble through the whole thing. You know, it's bad when the crowd's like looking at you with this, you know, this kind of, I don't know, stanky face. I don't know what you would call it. It's bad. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, you know, down here in the South, uh, when they bless say your bless heart. your heart, it's not a good thing. And they were blessing our hearts a lot. Anyways, it was awful. And um, it was back before we had confidence monitors. So, you know, I had my big binder, uh, <laughs> you know, flipping through the words. And it, it was just a nightmare. Pastor Chris comes up. Um, after the first song, after we finished the song, and just just like nothing had ever happened, he's like, "Hey, everybody! It's so great to have you here at Church of the Highlands. We, you know, we're we're just excited that you're here. Come on, everybody, let's welcome the first time visitors. You know, he went through the whole welcome kind of thing, and he said, "Hey, we're going to do something a little different today. We're just going to jump straight into the word." <laughs> and then he turned around to the, music, to the to the band and he said, "Hey, thanks, guys. We're good." So we were supposed to do four more songs. <laughs> So essentially, we were relieved of our duties, <laughs> and um, and so and we're all walking. I mean, I'm sweating through my. I've I've got like sweat stains everywhere, and everybody's embarrassed. And we walk off, and of course, you know, I'm gonna fix it. So we're backstage fixing it the whole the whole service, and then after service, Pastor Chris is just an amazing leader. Right. He and I want to lead like him, you know, in these moments because he. He came up to me after the first service. He's like, um, did you guys get it fixed? <laughs> and I said, yes, sir. And he's like, you know, I'm embarrassed too. Like, I, I, I want to I win. You know, I want to please. Right. Um, I'm a one on the Enneagram scale, so I'm a perfectionist, and it just wasn't perfect. But but he just, I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, hey, we can, you know, great thing is we got two more services. So let's go get it, and you're, you're going to do great. You know, he's super encouraging, even though it was, a, it was an all-out fail for the worship team. So that was the first, first story. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening today. And don't forget to subscribe. And while you're subscribing, please leave us a review. Because leaving that review, it really helps to support this ministry and get the word out. Also, don't forget to share it with your friends and family and follow us on Instagram so you know exactly what's happening with Women in Worship. 